A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Robots. They're not just the characters in movies like WALL-E and The Terminator. They're also a tool for dairy farmers to save on labor and improve herd health. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Belt's Family Dairy is a 700-cow dairy that uses 10 robotic milkers. Owner Jared Fels explains how these have helped their farm to grow and allowed him to focus on other parts of the farm, like Wisconsinite's favorite food, cheese. So we are uh, we're located in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. We are a 700-cow dairy farming about 700 acres of corn for silage and alfalfa. Uh, sixth generation, I am dairy farmer, uh, and we have um, five family members working together today. So that's that's a little bit about us. What has your growth timeline been in that process of your history? Yeah, so I think the best way to describe our growth has just been steady growth. Um, you know, from 1995, my dad, you know, purchased the farm and he was milking 50 cows at that time. Uh, today we stand at, at 700 and so kind of 30 to 50 cows year over year. And uh, we feel like, you know, kind of where we sit today is a good spot being as, as close to town as we are. And at this point, we just can continue to refine and improve upon what we're already doing. What are your herd management practices and protocols that you have in place? So herd management, I mean, unlike many Wisconsin dairies, it's very cow-centric. You know, what can we do to improve her her day, her routine? So sand bedding, tunnel ventilated, cow brushes, foot baths, clean litter alleys, you know, really taking that to the next level and trying to keep them as comfortable as we can. You know, today with our monitoring systems, you can really hone in and watch, you know, essentially how comfortable are cows. And uh, and so with, with u- utilizing those tools, um, we feel like we, you know, we're constantly improving, you know, how she feels throughout the day. How about when it comes to your feed rations or breeding protocols? Yeah, feed again is huge for us. That's that's really one of our, our pillars, and so we focus on high-quality forages. Um, we grow only two crops, uh, a BMR corn silage and a low lignin alfalfa, um, and really try to put the, the highest plane of nutrition in front of our cows. Um, as far as breeding goes, that's, that's another thing that is relatively new to us. Uh, we only started AI breeding about five years ago, but again, just constantly trying to improve on, on breeding cows by utilizing the the monitoring system and working closely with our veterinarian to set cows up for for breeding success what role does retrofitting play into your management practices to ensure that overall herd health retrofitting has been huge for us um, we had the decision to make to either reinvest in our parlor or take the route which we did with the robots and if we chose the parlor our labor force would be larger than what it is and and so fortunately we we did robots and by retrofitting we're able to use existing freestall barns and repurpose them and so that's been a big part of uh, how we've gotten to where we are today and um, I think there'll be more of that that happens on our on our farm as we go forward. Now, kind of going into that technology, you do utilize 10 robots as well as a parlor. Why did you decide to implement them, and how have you grown with them over time? 
we really fell in love with um, the first barn that we toured that had robots. It, it just felt natural to, to go ahead with them. And so um, we love the environment. And, and ultimately, it's a low-stress environment. Um, cows go about their routines at their own pace. We essentially bring the parlor right to them. And uh, and so we believe in it. And that's why we've we've continued to add robots to our farm not only the environment but then you look at things like the consistency that the robot provides and also the milking frequency we have cows hitting peaks that i don't think we would see through the parlor because they're getting four five five and a half milkings per day notice a difference in the like different lactations of a cow that the robots have helped increase their production within different lactations or any trends you've seen regarding that yeah, in terms of, of lactations, it is it's night and day because some of our pens are are generally uh, higher lactation cows versus other pens, and when it's right there on the report in front of you, um, you really believe in getting cows to the next lactation, and so um, yeah, and that and that goes hand in hand with the efficiency of the robot. So a mature cow generally is going to have higher production generally she's going to have a higher production per milking as well so if you're really after optimizing all aspects it's about getting cows to the next lactation how long did it take in a sense for you utilizing these before things really evened out in a sense from a cost savings standpoint really yeah when we went into this we budgeted or looked at it as about a a seven year prepay on our labor so in the first years you know your maintenance costs are going to be relatively low and as you get into it obviously you'll have to replace more we feel like labor costs are going to continue to rise but at a certain point that that robot cost will be neutral so so that's how we look at it and but but we don't look at it just from that aspect again we look at it at improved productivity and and improved cow longevity too that all goes into the equation what key benefits have you seen throughout your herd since implementing the robots to your operation? With the addition of the robots, um, we've seen, I mean, ultimately it comes down to cow longevity, but what goes into that? So better feet and legs, better reproduction because I think low stress. Uh, another one is, is milk quality um, because of the consistency again and, uh, and the milking frequency. I think um, we're having fewer, you know, call decisions because of mastitis so and you guys also utilize a manure separator can you take me through that process and why you do that yeah we've been separating manure for probably 15 years in our dairy ultimately it was a decision that we we kind of needed to do because we can't have below ground manure storage above ground manure storage is expensive and, and and you can't get sand in in the above ground manure storage so for that reason we started separating we take off the fiber and then we take the sand off we're recovering somewhere upwards of nine 95% of the sand um, and putting it back in their beds um, after about a week. Um, we use a coarser grain of sand uh, because of that, because of the gravity that we use to separate. But it certainly requires maintenance, the system. But I think when you look at ultimately having to uh, to pay to dispose of that sand, um, I think we come out ahead uh, because of the system. And along with that, you also compost. So can you tell me about the benefits you're seeing for your farm for doing that, why you're doing that, and what that's been doing for you overall? 
Yeah, we've been composting for, uh, you know, maybe five years now. And, uh, you know, at first we started doing it because we needed to do something with our solids during the growing season. And um, and we knew that we could reduce our volume. Uh, so that's what we started doing. But um, as we've really gotten into it, we, we love the product that we get. And, and we found the right recipe. That's important, too. But putting that compost back on our hay fields, really, we feel, improves our, our soil quality a lot, not only from the nutrient aspect um, but from the organic matter that it provides as far as you know holding moisture in the soil too so so we love it for our crops and uh, and recently you know having the retail store we've been selling uh, some compost in bulk and hopefully we'll be bagging it in the future kind of transitioning into that farm store take me through what all do you sell there how it got started and the demand you're seeing now that you do have that yeah, our store, our dairy store started in 2016, and, uh, you know, the whole idea was to have it be, uh, you know, all things uniquely made in Wisconsin, and so that's that's the core of, of what we still do today, um, but it's expanded uh, beyond that to more uh, agritourism type things, but yeah, it's it's cheese, meat, chocolate, honey, uh, ice cream. Um, we make our own cheese curds now, fresh every day that we sell, and like I said, the agritourism part has become big we have a a kids play area corn maze um and offer uh, many tours as well and touching on that you do have an on-site cheese plant why did you decide to add that what was the driving factor and take me through kind of that process of implementing it there were two big reasons that we that we chose to add our our own processing plan one we always wanted to be able to offer fresh cheese curds through our store and um, the future was uncertain with with where we were getting curds early on uh, so that was that was a big part second we think it's it's pretty neat you know to have our own stamp on a product most of our items are are retailed but this you know people can see the cows and within a few hours that milk that came out of the cow is is made into fresh cheese curds so we like to be able to to say that you know about what we do uh, we took uh, half of our existing milk house and put a wall through the middle and added just a small pasteurizer and a small vat. And currently we're maximizing those those pieces of equipment out every day. But uh, there certainly could be a, a future there as far as doing more processing, uh, string cheese or, um, you know, some type of specialty cheese. So, How much are you making of cheese a day? And are you selling it just in your farm store? Are you also selling it to local companies? Or what does that growth look like in that sense? So just to give you an idea, we're using using 1.4% of our milk. Um, We're using 1,000 pounds of milk every day and turning it into about 100 pounds of cheese curds. Um, at this point in the year, when it's busy at our store, we're selling nearly all the curds fresh. When we do have leftover curds, we batter and freeze them and sell them as uh, deep-fried cheese curds. And currently, um, yeah, we do have some local businesses that'll stop in and, and pick up, you know, 40, 50 pounds of curds. For example, there's a, a local bar that buys curds once a week from us, and they sell them as, as deep-fried cheese curds at their at their uh, business. You also prioritize education, as you kind of mentioned, through the those tours you've got also viewing windows to kind of show that process take me through why that is so important for you the biggest thing for us 
obviously it's great to have people out and to show them the farm and to let them see the cows be milked but more so i i just don't i don't like when there's misconceptions thrown around about our industry and so um if we don't if we don't say it you know somebody else will that doesn't have all the all of the knowledge and so that's a big reason why we do it especially for young kids to give them that exposure early on uh and to build that trust um that's that's really a big part of why we we open our doors and what are your goals for continued growth what's next so there are huge opportunities i think through the the farm store whether it's uh berry picking or wood fire pizzas um wedding venue i mean really you you could expand that however you wanted to the farm we're at a at a, a really good place there as far as our size and given our land mass and all of that. So um, just continue improving, uh, investing in technology that makes sense for us, and uh, continue to work to work with our family members because really that's uh, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. That was Jared Feltz of Feltz Family Dairy. He encourages people to learn what dairy farmers do by coming out and seeing for yourself firsthand what they do on their farm and seeing the robots in action as they are nothing like you see in the movies. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.